0: 1010 News this week. This is Christine from UK, and today we got Neil, Anna, and Wesley as uh, <laughs> our anchors. And yeah, I am the host for today, actually tonight. But it's it's at the afternoon in England right here. So yeah, all right. So let's not um, uh let's not pause for any other minute. Let's just start from from Neil, right? I think Neil is the first one to report.
1: Yes. Uh, hello, everyone. Hey. Yes. Hello, everyone. The uh, the news I have for you is not exactly a news, but uh, more on an explanation of the recent news. It's called the State of Infrastructure Talks in Congress. Explain uh, a news from Fox. Box. So basically, the news is talking about the uh, the Democratic Party is trying to push for a pretty big, massive deal uh, based on Biden's. A vision. He wants to pass an infrastructure bill that uh, is amount to 3.5 trillion dollars. Oh, my God. Uh, that's a lot of money. And there are actually two types of people in the Democratic Party. The, it's called the moderates and the progressives. The moderates people think that it's going to cost a lot, us a lot of money. So I would prefer to sign just one bill. There's, there's two bill combined 3.5 trillion. So the, the moderates thinks, oh, we should take things moderately. <laughs> so they only want to sign one bill. And there's two uh, major representatives that they, they only want around like $1.5 to $2 trillion. But the rest of the 48 uh, Democratic senators are the progressives. They want, they stood by the bill to only 3.5 trillion. And that's a lot of money. So uh, the moderates people and uh, They they need fifty votes because now in in the U.S. U.S. Congress there's fifty Democrats and fifty Republicans. That makes the Democratic Party the majority because the Vice President will be the last vote. Okay, and the the Vice President is from the Democratic Party, so they are the majority right now. Um, No Republican is supporting the bill, so they will they will do it by themselves. The majority the majority party will pass the bill by themselves, and uh, there are a couple of uh, criteria, because it, you cannot lose any people, you cannot lose one. So, uh, the, the president and many of their staff are, are going at um, these moderates. There's, there's only two people, I ask them, hey, what do you want, what are the, the condition and details you want to put in the bill that, makes, that you can agree with our, our bill. So they put in um, something that I, f- I think is quite interesting. Which is they want to include something called means testing a means testing is basically exam. Are you rich enough to examine your economic status of your families to decide. Um, that will that the government will give you um, will not give you any any subsidy because you're wealthy enough. So they will, will like to put money in means testing to make sure that they understand uh, their family wealth in the United States. And they would like to also um, put a lot of energy in setting clean energy standard, which is I think is a topic that we'll bring on later on. And they would like to keep the corporate tax rate lower. Biden wants 28% for corporate tax and 39.6, oh my God, for capital gains. Uh, They want to keep it at 25 and 28% respectively. So for the progressive people, they want to, They want this big, 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 big bill for 3.5 trillion and they want to put in five different priorities. One is they want to lower the the, the drug prices of prescription drugs and investment in climate related jobs. I think clean energy recently are very, very popular and in affordable pricing as well. so basically, this is this is the about this news. The argue in, inside of the Democratic Party, it's not even even going into the Republican Party. So my question is, because this is happening in the U.S., I can't imagine that they will use such a big deal. And personally, I really love uh, President Wei WeChat because I want to buy something. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know people say a lot about about再留子孙 and anything. Because yeah, the five thousand dollars, I want to buy new glasses. So my question for all of you is that if there is a big bill from the Taiwanese Congress and you get to decide what kind what are the things to put into, what is the one thing that would that you think that we should spend the money on and why? It can be related to pandemic on healthcare, care, uh, low-income subsidy, education, tourism, technology, uh, anything. Now tell me the, the, the one aspect that you that you think we should put actual money in it, and you're willing to title it. We start from people who doesn't care, because she's in, in UK, start from Christine.
0: <laughs> okay, um, definitely infrastructure, because I think there are, like, a lot of things need to be improved in Taiwan. Um, probably just, um, like, except for Taipei, because Taipei's infrastructure is really good already. But for other countries, maybe, you know, I think infrastructure is still... Um, uh, really needs a lot of improvements, especially like Taichung or um, those who claim there are big cities already, but they're not really there because their infrastructure is not up there. And um, for healthcare care or low income subsidy and education, tourism, yeah, the aspects that Neil listed in the question. I think also education is something they can put emphasis on because, yeah, you know, everybody's blaming um, Taiwanese education and you all got the whole uh, package of the Taiwanese education. It's quite, yeah, you know, it's quite not um, sufficient if we are entering the international society. So maybe that's also something I would I would, um, I would would concern of if there is this really big... Pass. Yeah, if there's a really big field to pass. Uh, Healthcare, I think it's already really good enough in Taiwan. And yeah, so you
1: only get to choose one.
0: All right. All right. (laughs) So then infrastructure.
1: Okay. (laughs) Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. This is hard. I think education is also important. Okay. I'll choose.
1: Choose one. Oh, my God. Limited money. Oh, my God.
0: All right. All right.
1: You're really entitled to this. Oh, my God.
0: Okay, then, then education. Edu- what? Education, education, okay.
1: Okay, you're going to pick education over infrastructure.
0: Yeah, because I just, it just dawned on me that education is so bad. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I will pick that.
1: So is it like English or subsidy for exchange students? What are the actual measures?
0: What are the actual measures? You mean You mean right now or... And
1: they're
0: just the oh, money, right? You put it in education, yeah. but oh, okay. I think first of all, they should really spend this money to um, learn, like to send people outside of the country and to learn from like other education systems that are uh, praised, such as Australia or even Japanese. Like those education system, um, they they sure have something that we have we can learn. So that is why that that like um, the people they have educated are more like competitive uh, especially within the whole international society because I think Taiwan is really an island country so the yeah the competitor are actually really the global so I think to enhance like this kind of competitive uh competitor how, how do you say Com- competence yeah competence globally is really important so yeah I think the re- uh the education system right now is it's really old and not, not sufficient enough. So yeah, I think I think to learn from other people and there they're might have uh like there should have a very like radiant change actually. So yeah that's my point.
1: Cool cool. Um Wesley and please don't say we should fix the mountain. Yes. <laughs> nah, I would
2: say, yeah. Uh for me I was I'm thinking about the future right because I, I think currently tan is actually doing a quite good job in terms of, in terms of maintaining our day to day life and our yeah yeah in, i mean basically uh we live quite well in this world but uh we still have a lot of room to to improve so uh i will, if i have the option to invest a lot of money uh into something I would say uh to the future and to specifically might be education and also something that uh uh we don't really sure why we will get back but really worth a worthwhile to try. For example, like a, a space expedition, something like a lot, or maybe a, a, a basic uh scientific research. Mm. Something like that looks like there's no uh, significant return or obvious return right now, but I would say, as a society, we are totally fine and okay and we are competent to, to invest a lot of some of our resources to that,
1: yeah. Very good point, man. Yeah, basic scientific research. Okay,
3: cool. Uh, what, what about Anna? Um, I actually also would like to focus on education, but uh, just more of the college education. Um, uh, guess I I will say, uh, the most urgent one actually is for the the uh, the talents for semiconductor, because uh it seems that uh there's a a huge shortage on the people and apparently to other people that semiconductor like PSNC, is someone like protecting taiwan right now uh, that um so i i saw the news that um 2021 the semiconductor um uh, we need around like two, 28, uh, thousand of people but uh, related graduates college graduate is uh, less than uh, twelve thousand. So uh, there is a huge gap, uh, on on that. I think um, as this actually Taiwan is uh somehow leading in semiconductor industry, but we uh are facing huge uh huge shortage on this. It's not okay. It's something the like government need to um. Involved, and uh, of course, maybe we will need to spend a lot uh, on this at the moment. But I think the return will be great and uh, actually uh, quite permanent and uh, helping all the people in Taiwan. So I would say it's just a investment.
1: Do we have a talented semiconductor shortage? I think we have too many people for that
3: no i don't know i saw the news on uh, september 7th and it's uh, someone's um it's from hong has uh, uh say liu uh, yang wei say layers like we need uh, to, uh, to 28000 but uh, layers only like less than 11000 at the moment so layers shortage of it
1: uh... i don't
3: read the news <laughs>
1: okay um, yeah in- interesting uh, um, so very interesting perspective okay so basically i don't have an answer for that um, so i think we can move on yeah
0: wait what what is your own answer
1: yeah um, what is yours um uh, my answer is um yeah very interesting i didn't i didn't I've been trying to answer the question. I'm facilitating, Jesus. Why are you asking me? Where should we spend this money and why? Uh, I would say... uh, uh, Because I don't really care about other people's education. So I would say infrastructure. Yeah. You can learn from online. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Um, So I think the, the point to put in education is you want to improve the quality, you have to make these at university go, go private, like in U.S. so they get a lot of money from the enterprise. Um, so that's why you have so much resources. Um, uh, I, will, I will invest these money into infrastructure, into infrastructure. Um, I, I will believe in, in the, um, for national, if you went to U.S. for uh, the national parks, Uh, If you went to uh, um, Taichung, China, you know the the road or the the infrastructure on the national park or the mountains are actually pretty bad. Uh, I don't really understand why we can make a pretty good MRT, but still we cannot make a pretty good road, especially when we see the road are being renovated all the time. And it's still pretty crappy if you drive all the time. So if you have ever driven U.S. or in Europe, their road is like, it's like D type, you know, it's so good. There's no bumping, there's no, there's just very, very smooth. And the national park, like I went to Yosemite or all the major national parks in the U.S. It was an incredible experience, it's so cheap. Uh, and there's, there are buses that you can drive through a certain place and buses will take you to like 40 different locations. There's a Mac, like Jesus Christ, it's so fun. Uh, even I love mountain climbing, you know. When I was in the U.S., but but I, I know many many places in Taiwan is very hard. You need is it is it a sensor or something to, to go up. Some places are a, a bit danger. There's no really investment in these, and if we do invest in these, I, I think we can attract more people uh, to come Taiwan and visit. But I I do think our tourism are pretty bad actually. Because it's in same in Taipei's night market and in China's night market, it's the same thing, shit. There's no special, yeah, nothing special. So yeah, uh, infrastructure and tourism. So we can't stop stop relying on, on, on the semiconductor. Yeah. Move okay. on.
0: Okay, that's a really interesting point. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so our next one will be Wesley. Wesley, please.
2: Okay, so um. Okay, so so my, uh, my news is uh, in Britain, in British. Uh, I, I see, I saw in, in, the, in the news that people in British, uh, they are experiencing a shortage of gasoline recently. And maybe uh, Christine is actually in British right now. You can maybe add some point on that. And people are talking about this kind of shortage comparing it to to the oil crisis in nineteen seventies, but uh, actually, uh, those big oil companies say that we we are actually not lack of the oil. Uh, I mean, no, we are not lacking of those uh, materials and product. We are actually lacking of uh, the oil tank driver, because um, those driver are maybe low paid, and of course the bread. Uh, Brexit things. Uh, also impact on that because a lot of drivers are foreign workers. So yeah, recently, uh, a lot of uh, gas gas station are uh, lacking of gas, and um, the government say that they they uh guarantee maybe guarantee that the military is ready to, to help. So so yeah, I think right now is no issue on that. I would say, because it's not a big thing, but um, so so so, uh, based on the information I can gather in, in Taiwan, I would say this is actually kind of a, a sign of uh, economy re- recovery, because everyone is starting to go outside and starting to use traffic, starting to use their cars. So yeah, maybe it's a good sign. So yeah, my question is that do you think do you see any similar shortage of consumption books uh, in your daily life because of the economy recovery after the pandemic, both in maybe Taiwan or in global wide, uh, national, uh, I mean, worldwide uh, things. And maybe Christine, you can add some uh, observation uh, in, in British, right? So let's start from Christine okay (laughs)
0: yeah interestingly i pick uh the same news as you my my news is also talking about this topic yeah so i'll probably add on some points later on and for uh the reason shortage of consumption goods in uk well i am currently in short of everything so i didn't really really observe anything that it's like in a shortage of like uh when i to the grocery stores or any of the supermarkets so yeah i think because that's because uk has already recovered um like earlier than taiwan from the uh, pandemic that people already are going out and uh, resuming like most of their lives um to the to the usual um like kind of modes before the pandemic so i think that's why probably uk except for the gas um other things are already like Um, good on the roll like they're already resuming back to the uh, what it looks like before the pandemic like mostly so yeah currently I didn't really discover anything and people on the UK is like so they they don't actually wear masks they're acting like there are no pandemic and um, the stores when I, when I go into the stores, there will be signs um, like sticking on the glass of the door and saying that you have to wear the facial mask and you have to keep the social distancing. And yeah, you have to do everything to like uh, prevent the, the COVID-19 to spread. But however, no one is actually following that sign. So yeah, so I think UK is, is pretty much resuming back to the normal life. So yeah, that's why I didn't really discover anything. And yeah, I, I would, really like to hear about from yeah things from taiwan there's so,
1: 34,000 new cases in uk how can you go back
0: i you know you know even if there is this kind of like cases reported but everyone's like caring not much because because everyone's got vaccinated so even if anyone on the roads are actually like covid affects of um yeah infected Actually, uh, we cannot really discover that. We cannot find it out. And yeah, so people don't just don't care and just act like um, there is no COVID. It, or, or rather than they are like, you can say they are live with the COVID-19 situation. Yeah, they, they choose to live with the virus. So yeah, I think that's that's how the inter- international world like eventually will go into like, to live live with the, co- uh, the COVID, live together, yeah. <clears throat> And also, that's, I think that's the, the, the eventual outcome and also the only answer because uh, COVID-19 will not disappear. Yeah.
2: It sounds like in the in, in UK, you don't experience any, I mean, difficulty in, in life in terms of uh, preventing uh, the pandemic, right? We'll, we'll uh, see, yeah, yeah, we'll see that is a huge differences between Taiwan and UK.
0: You mean uh, facing the COVID-19 or yeah. other aspects? Because, I, I think because I was not here when when it was really severe. So yeah, I couldn't tell. But myself, I, I faced a lot of difficulties from Taiwan, of course, because yeah, it's just different. But for the COVID-19, actually, if you're, yeah, if you wear the facial mask all the time, people will stare at, will stare at you, so yeah. Yeah, so they, they have received back like pretty early, like so early that we cannot imagine. So yeah, that's my observation.
2: Cool. And next one, let's move on to Anna. Uh, do you see any, do you observe any uh, shortage because of the uh, economic recovery?
3: I think, um... I don't know some uh, any situation abroad, but I think for Taiwan because uh recently the situation is quite steady. So the most obvious uh one is that um a lot of uh like a tourist part or recreation part uh, uh, spots are full of people, and it seems that people don't uh, afraid anymore. So a lot of um, restaurant was booked. Uh, fully booked or like highly booked and you know uh, they use uh, its a habit from a japan artist in the taipei art museum and it actually opened for reservation on the like every um the morning uh, bi-weekly so yesterday i I opened the site at 10 30 and it was too late the, the google sheet just Keep saying, oh, too many people here. You should try later. And very soon, it's run out of uh, the reservations, so I could not see that it oh, happening at all. And I'm trying to reserve for weekday, but people are crazy, uh, reserving something like this. So, uh, to myself, uh, I just um, uh, observed that you can see um there are more people on the NRT and outside on the weekend and it's just like those old days, people are just going out. So I don't like it crowded. So I I prefer to stay at home on the weekend now.
2: Yeah, you're talking about uh, the exhibition with a lot of red red yeah. lights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that kind of picture is filling the Instagrams all over the place. Yeah, Everybody's dying to, to go out,
3: right? Yeah, my yeah. friend told me I should go um, punctually at 10, but I, I was, um because that was work time, so I didn't remember that. When I thought of it, it's already 10.30 and I'm too late, I could late. not. Yeah, and actually it opened two weeks together, so, if I miss the chance, I need to wait for another two weeks till the oh. the month the Monday after two weeks <laughs> to reserve that. So I will say it is just a sign that people are uh, getting better confidence on like, uh maybe sh- uh traveling, shopping, and uh, do anything they want in Taiwan.
2: Yeah, I, I think I can share another uh experience that I have. That when I when we're trying to res, reserve a place to go mountain hiking, and the, the system is actually in in where in in uh大坝尖山. I don't know if you guys don't know that. It's uh, the picture of this mountain is on the back of the five hundred uh NTD dollars, right? So so we uh, the, the system opening some in uh 7 a.m. and is in two months earlier. I mean uh, two months before uh, the trip and is in 7 a.m. And we uh my friends woke up in 6 30 or something and he logged into the system and he signed it he uh sent it off the the application in seven and thirteen seven seconds right just 37 seconds later than, than the exact time. And we are on reservation of uh, 200, 200 seats. Yeah, we are, Yeah, it's so much, so many people <laughs> dying to go mountain hiking right now. It's, it's crazy, yeah. Okay, so let's, let's move on to Neo. What's your observation? I have an abundance life.
1: I don't see any shortage. OK, OK, OK. <laughs> I, I would rather stay at home and, and you know, when there's uh, vacation time on, I would rather sit at my sofa uh, and I can watch the, the traffic jam on the high speed road, uh, on the highway, and I'll be so happy. <laughs> you moron, <laughs> you go on a trip. <laughs> Yeah, that's I,
3: what I, I have a question for you. So yeah. how would you use your remaining annual leave? I think your company offer you a lot of annual
1: leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'll probably, I, I don't know, because I, I could probably, uh, I'm in the in in process of, of applying visa to Hong Kong for a job. So I probably
0: do that <laughs> oh really you can talk
1: later yeah
0: Why? You're, you're going to hong kong
1: yeah um i can update with you guys later okay let's just finish this is
0: it, okay. the price too much
1: <laughs> cool
0: okay, okay so. so okay should we go on
2: yeah let's move on to the next one next one sure.
0: so next one will be mine actually so my news is pretty much similar with wesley's because yeah we're talking about the same issue about the fossil fuel um shortage but there are probably some other aspects written on my article so i'll just uh, add on like a uh, supplementary all right so um the title of my news is the age of fossil fuel abundance is dead okay so yeah don't don't laugh too early for like living in abundant, because um, there will probably be some shortage in the future. Okay. So, uh, you know, for the past half decade, the uh, world um, in energy sector is actually abundance. And yeah, the, they use this word abundance for several, um, hun- uh, not hundreds, but like half, half decade long. So yeah, it's always like abundant. However, this industry has um, like, Long saturation, the production of fossil fuels to keep prices high, suddenly found itself swamped with oversupply, and this is because America's shale boom um yin, lowered the price of oil around the world, and also the clean energy sources such as wind and solar, and also competed with other fuels used for power generation such as um, coal and natural gas. Yeah, so um the the price for the gasoline, and um, for fossil fuels are uh, currently not as high as uh, in the past. And uh, however, uh, what has called the world's attention in recent weeks is not uh, the abundance of energy. Just like Wesley said, uh, there is actually a shortage of it. And uh, there's this underlying factor, uh, which is expected to make scarcity even worse in the next few years, which is uh, a slump in investment in oil wells, also natural gas hubs and coal mines. And uh, for this kind of um, uh, investment situation, it's because um, this is partly a hangover from the previous, uh, the previous period of abundance, um, also with years of overinvestment. So uh, this is given uh, the rise to more capital discipline. And uh, also there's another factor that this is a result of growing pressures to decarbonize. Yeah, you know, uh, the world is now facing Um, uh, turning to like green gas and a lot of things that are more uh, environmental friendly. So yeah, people are more against using fossil fuels on everything, like um, uh, the producing of everything. So uh, this year, the investment shortfall is one of the main reasons prices of all three energy commodities have soared. So the oil crossed uh, 81 uh, U.S. dollars, a barrel after uh, the OPEC, you know, yeah, the our organization of the petroleum exporting countries, and also the allies such as Russia, uh, who are part of the OPEC plus alliance, they resisted calls to increase the output of the oil uh, at a meeting on October 4th. So yeah, that's why um, all all kinds of investments are now declining. So uh, this potential uh, inflationary upheaval will probably not be good for a world that still gets uh, most of its energy from fossil fuels. You know, we still relied on it a lot because we produce all of our products um, based on it. And yeah, the, the for the cars, we're not um, electricity enough for using yeah, all the Tesla or something. And, um, but this situation may at least accel- accelerate a shift to a more uh, greener and also cheaper sources of energy. So yeah, just like Neil mentioned uh, earlier today, the green sources energy is now really popular. Okay, so I'm gonna talk a little bit about the energy industry. So uh, started with oil. This industry um, actually needs constant reinvest, investment to, uh, to stand still uh, from now because um, there is this rule of thumb is that the oil companies are supposed to uh, allocate about four fifths of their capital expenditure each year just to stopping um, their level of reserves from being depleted. But yeah, they're not doing this. So uh, this annual industry capital expenditure has fallen from $750 billion in 2014 to an estimated uh, 350 billion this year. So it's, it's like half. And the Goldman Sachs also says that um, um, over the same period, the numbers of years uh, worth of current production held in reserves in some of the world's biggest projects has also fallen from 50 to about 25. So this uh, supply crunch was temporarily averted last year because um, the COVID-19 pandemic clobbered over demand. But yeah, just like Wesley said before, the world economy may may have been started to recover already. whenever it started to recover, uh, uh, it will be like only a matter of time before the squeeze started to emerge. All right. So um, this industry, the energy industry, would usually uh, respond to uh, this kind of situation uh, for like robust demand and higher prices by investing to drill more oil. Yeah, and like in the past when they faced this kind of situation, they always deal with it. However, um, this is really... Like much harder in this era of decarbonization. So uh, for a start, um, like big private uh, private sector oil companies like Mobil and like Royal Dutch Shell, I, I didn't really hear about this kind of companies, but yeah, uh, apparently they're big oil companies. They are being pressed by the investors to to treat oil and gas investments like and um, they say like weak old fish. Yeah, it's like something you will die soon and not strong enough. So uh, this is either because their shareholders uh, believe that the demand for oil will eventually peak yeah, to a top. And then this will make long term projects to be uneconomic because, yeah, it's not going up anymore. It will like uh, face to a downfall in the future also because they prefer to hold the stakes in companies um, that support the transition to clean energy. Yeah, so even though the prices currently are rising, the investment in oil seems still unlikely to pick up. Okay, and another factor is um, the inhibiting oil investment is the behavior of OPEC countries. So um, the half decade of relatively low prices during the age of abundance, which uh, has reached its like really low point, with a price collapse at the start of the pandemic, which has ruined the state coffers. It's like uh, the national treasury, like uh, our uh, national money. So which cut the funding for investment. So uh, as the prices are recovering now, government's priority is not uh, anymore to expand the oil production capacity or something, but actually to shore up the national budgets. Yeah, because uh, the countries are really uh, really, uh, facing a difficult situation. And, uh, moreover the state run producers are really cautious because they are worried about probably there will be a new flare up of COVID-19 cases and it will hit the demand again. Yeah. And they will have to face it, uh, another time. All right. So, um, the article also talk, uh, talks about other energy sources like, um, natural gas. So this kind of lower investment in oil has actually had a uh, spillover effect on the output of natural gas. And this is because um, the natural gas is a byproduct of uh, drilling for crude for the oil. Yeah. So they're kind of bind- binding each other and they're yeah all together, a whole bunch. And then also there is a lack of um, natural gas terminals, which is for like shipping gas from places with abundant of natural gas like America to those um, regions that are not really abundant with the this kind of natural gas, like, like scarcer in this energy, like us, Asia and Europe. So given this kind of long time to take to build the facilities, um, the lack of spare terminal capacity in America is expected to last at least until 2025, so yeah. You can know that the natural gas is not really facing a promising future as well, and then for the thermal coal, which is the investment is weakest, like of all, because even in China and India, they're not happy um, to face like these kind of big pipelines of uh, power plants because they think this um, this. Thermal coal is like the dirtiest fossil fuel among all of the energy. Yeah, so they're not really um, for this kind of thing. All right. So, uh, in conclusion, all these places, uh, yeah, all these factors has placed the fossil fuel producers in something of a bind. Yeah, and um, a slum in investment could enable some uh, people uh, investing in oil and gas and coal to make big money big monies but uh, the longer prices stay high the more likely they will um, face another like transition to clean energy and ultimately buries uh, the whole industry of fossil fuel and for us consumers in the meantime we have to yeah embrace for more shortages probably in the future so yeah we are now facing the age of abundance which is dying yeah okay so this is about the news, which is like a supplementary to Wesley's, yeah, condition, Wesley's news condition. And my question will be simple that, uh, have you ever sensed this kind of potential energy crisis in uh, like, In your regular life, like observing from the regular oil prices and also have you ever considered investing in the energy industries and if yes, why or why not, and which kind of energy industry do you think like this most promising uh, among all okay I will pick actually I will pick Wesley for the first one to answer.
2: Sure um I think um. Have you ever sensed the potential of energy, potential energy prices? I, I would say uh we see a lot of articles, we see a lot of news, uh reports talking about the, the danger of fossil fuels and maybe the danger of the maybe nuclear power. But um but actually when you uh uh how to say look back to your day, daily life and almost everything you spend um like electricity and your traffic and your transportation is all similar to like five years ago, or 10 years ago. We are still driving uh, uh, vehicles that are burning fossil fuels and we are still uh, using a lot of uh, power plants that is powered by, by maybe coal or, or natural gas. So uh, I would say this is, um okay, so okay, I I I think I I, I should answer the uh, the second question first. That have you ever considered investing in energy industry? And actually I have. And I mean I think it's it's a good investment, although I don't I I haven't did really die deep into that, but I, I think my my series like this that uh, all these kind of uh, energy industries, uh, especially uh, those oil companies, they are big, they are huge, they are somewhat like a monopoly or like an oligopoly in a certain area or in a certain industry, so they are rich. And as we look at all those reports, all those propaganda, or all those uh, uh, news talking about the the global warming and um, the the transition to like like some of cleaner energies. And i will believe that all those oil companies are not done. They are not full. They they already on the tip of this kind of crisis or topic. So so they must need to um, spend some resources or uh, do some how to do some research to to tackle that. So, I mean to, a, a, a very uh, obvious and really uh, a sensible uh, action is that all those oil companies they are they can actually invest some of their uh, capital to all those cleaner energies and as because because they are they are expert on energy that's let's not saying uh, it's just expert on um, fossil fuels they are expert on energy in, in general, so so they can actually maybe do some great, great job in tackling some new kind of uh, energy resources. Let's just put that in this way. So so I would say actually uh, okay. So so first thing first, uh, people are still using uh, fossil fuels, so they can still generate money, and they they have a very good uh, market. Uh, characteristic because they are somewhat monopoly or somewhat oligopoly in this industry and second they they actually already embracing this uh, global warming uh, topic I would say it's it's not a it's not a real situation right now it's a topic and they are considering that and they are actually being condemned by that throughout a decade I would say. So let me let they must think of something to tackle that. So that's the two things I would say uh, they are uh actually a quite good investment right now to 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 put your money in because yeah yeah that's
0: cool yeah. that's really good perspectives. Can I can I ask that when you say all like uh, Pocker, Oligopoly.
2: What? Oligopoly. In oh, okay. Chinese is寡占.
0: Okay. Oh.
2: Means right. that there is more than more than one uh competitor in this uh area, but um but they can actually cooperate with each other to extract money to extract profit from the the customers. Yeah. Okay.
0: So probably it's time. It's time. Like good time for. Uh, the small investors as us to to earn a little money from this?
2: Yeah, I would say uh, the bottom line is that I would say they are not going to fall in a short period of time. Okay.
0: They are relatively
2: stable right now still.
0: Right. Yeah, that's really a good point. Okay, so how about Neil? I just, it just like down on me that there are two people like major in finance, oh, now economics here, yeah. Yeah. which might be much more familiar to this with this topic. Is Wesley is also major in economy, right?
2: Yeah, and also Neil.
0: Yeah, Neil.
1: Neil is also
2: major in economy?
1: Yeah. I don't know that right now. What? In college, but doesn't matter. I actually major in math. So it really doesn't matter. I forget everything. Um, So for this question is absolutely no, I don't, I do. I I don't care. I don't really, I won't invest in in energy industries in Taiwan or probably in US, but never, never do that in Taiwan, because the return are so, so low, as you may aware, the the utilities in Taiwan, like tai and uh, electricity, water and, and gas are just so cheap and it's just so cheap. So there is no way that in tomorrow that it doesn't matter which party get elected to say, hey, we're going to charge you for four times or five times of the, the money from electricity, because that's going to make people with very, very low income um, have very diff- a lot of difficulties in their life. So, uh, but but if you went to European or U.S. countries, that they they have many options. You don't really have to get electricity from just one company. So I would say I don't really understand why, but we we have a state control utilities models. Uh, I will never invest in that because they will it will never be competitive like like the free in the free market. So I will never invest in. In energy industry in Taiwan, I know there are, there are like solar power or anything, but I don't. Um, there's so many scandals in in and in inside news or anything, but I really don't understand. So I won't invest in those. I will invest in tech. That the one I understand.
0: Okay, cool. How about Anna? Um,
3: I think uh, only when uh. Taiwan starts um, the big scale work from home, and that time uh, we have bugged out for a few times in our Taiwan. So that time I'm I really concerned. I actually uh, watch the news every day. And if they say, okay, uh until noon, it's only already like a 70 or 80%, I was worried that, okay, what what will we will we have the bug out at night? Or because um my people are uh, working until 11 p.m., the people in my team, so I worry them if uh, I have the electricity but later this trip didn't have that, uh, what, what should I do? But fortunately, uh, it's going to be foreign in Taiwan and uh, it doesn't ha- uh, uh, happen um, during that much in the summer. So, but i also concerned about it and but i'm actually trying to understand the offshore wind um power station yeah offshore wind power li dian because i know um some people that working there but it seems that they are still like Building or established stations so it doesn't contribute too much about the electricity, uh, of Taiwan at the moment. But as I think it's it's become um more popular in recent years, so I will say that something we can pay attention. But other than that, I didn't um, have too much understanding. Yeah, because um. Before my experiment has actually met, um, her, his uh, master degree is regarding the solar power battery. So I understand the mechanism, but I don't know uh, if, um, what if uh, it's actually uh, using in massive scale right now.
0: Okay, cool. So seems like it's um, the, energy crisis not really impacted a lot in Taiwan currently. Yeah, which is good. Okay, so I think we can jump to the next, um, which is also the last for today, which is Anna's news. Okay, please. Yeah, I think because I chose the
3: news uh, yesterday, so I think it's before the the lecture, the address was uh t- taken place, so it's uh it's much of the the background and uh, uh what is its, it's purpose for. So my article is uh regarding the uh the U.S. uh would like to um get on negotiating or like starting talk about layer like, track pack. So it's actually because like um before the pandemic um prevailed in the beginning of uh, 2020. I think US uh, the Trump government uh, and deals with the China to um uh, on this let's uh it, they want to boost the purchasing from China let's lean it to um, boost around like extra $200 billion, uh but uh, China thinks to fail to do lots because of the pandemic. So like uh, yes, uh, last year, actually, they fall short of 40%. Um, this year, I think for the first eight months, uh, they have um, reached 70%. So uh, this year may, might be more promising that they can do it. But still, U.S. think the last, uh, not enough, they actually don't fulfill uh, the, the deal they want so they would like to uh, continue to put tariff on the tariff in place and also would like to uh, seeking to uh, add up some other charge from the china uh, i think uh, but they also mentioned that like they would like to keep uh, talking because since biden uh, took office uh, the tension between uh, china and u.s seems to grow but uh, just to a certain level. So we can see that uh, U.S. at the same time want to um, push China, but remand, um the talk at the same time. But they also actually try to um, uh, build ally from the Europe. So they also do some uh, different like trade deals like about the aircraft and something uh, relevant, but they are trying to uh, cancel some um, charge either. So this is actually about the article. So the China one um, uh, are actually um, want the US to change but uh, I think this will be continued with uh, the following uh, section between the new, U.S. Uh, representative. Her name is Catherine Kather- Catherine Tai, and uh, in Chinese is uh, you can search Tai And she is actually um, having the short uh, lecture yesterday. So my question will be more relevant to our situation. So. Um, in the article, it says that a lot of U.S. Uh, companies suffer from the Trump's uh, regulation because previously, uh, it will add some uh charge if the uh, U.S. company wanted to purchasing uh something from the the China, and you can just uh like apply for exemption if you can prove that you don't have other alternative uh, in your supply chain and so that's made the thing uh, more difficult but now the new regulation actually opened it up but still uh, put a tariff to some other things uh, just trying to um, add pressure to uh, to the market so um, back to our normal life. So you think a lot if uh, like the Taiwan government puts more tariff on certain things and it will change your behavior, just like if um, something from China become more expensive or like uh, something from Japan become cheaper because uh, less tax uh, it will influence your purchasing behavior. Uh, is it or is not? Maybe we're starting from... Neil, because (laughs) I don't know if Neil like to buy a lot of (laughs) things abroad.
1: (laughs) Is it impacting on my purchase power and habit? Uh, Yes. I am so the kind of person. Um, I hate to buy things that I know it is very, very expensive in Taiwan. And I know it's very, very cheap in in US or Europe. For example, when I was a kid, I have no idea. I bought my girlfriend back then, a, a coach, a coach bag. And it was around like $4,000. And I, I think I asked how old, her. How old was you? Yeah, around like college, in, in my college. And I, I bought, this just for $4,000, NTD. $4,000. 4, okay, That's a okay, small bag. Is it because my grandma, she lived in the US and she, she come back in and said, What do you want? I said, Can you buy me a bag for my girlfriend or something? Actually, she told me. And I was like, What? I thought a bag from Coach would cost like 20000 20, or 40000 or something. But like, no, 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 this is very cheap. So, really? I, I thought it was very cheap. I thought it was very expensive. That's a prestige brand. But after I grew up right now, I know this sucks. Um, so, I, I will not buy. I will never, never, I will, I will, I will still buy a coach, a bag or, or anything from a coach, but I will never buy in Taiwan. Never. Okay. Because I know it's so cheap in the U.S. I, I just can't, I just can't do it. So does the tariff impacting my purchase probably have it? Yes, I do. If I know uh, a cable, I know a cable in China is so cheap, or do you know the screen protector in the, those cases are like so freaking cheap. And it costs a thousand dollars for you to get a screen protector and put it on your put it on your your phone. Like you people are crazy, you know. You can buy a table and tea and just do it by yourself. That's like fifty dollars. Oh my god! And people are still paying eight hundred thousand dollars for that. I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? So I will never do that. And part of the reason is because of the tariff, and part of the reason is because people don't have uh in synchronized information. So. Uh, yes, if we raise tariffs, I will start buying things from from domestic.
3: Yeah. Mm. Okay, I think next we will go with Leslie. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think my situation is similar to Neil, but uh, I, I I would admit that a lot of things that you 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 want to buy is really relatively hard to buy on um, on the original source country, right? so for example like iphone you you can uh right now you can hardly buy that in in like u s so so right now you 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 have no choice to to buy in in taiwan uh, even though we we are clearly uh i mean buying buying iphone in taiwan is clearly expensive way expensive than in other countries right so so yeah i think, i i would say uh those kind of uh, differences in, in terms of price happens all over the place. And for example, like like cars, although I don't I, I haven't buy any cars yet, but uh, I know that the, the car price in Taiwan is outrageous uh comparing to, to to in the US or other countries, right? And and as far as I know, that is not just because of tariffs, that um, Taiwan want to compete with other countries. That is also because of Taiwan's government want to protect our local companies, uh, local uh, car manufacturers, which is uh, how to say, Yulong which is really suck, and they are being protected throughout maybe three decades, but um, they still sucks. And it called and this kind of uh uh policies uh let us suffers from buying expensive cars, yeah. So so yeah, tariffs is is actually impacting our daily life, impacting our uh city views. Now I we we have to bear with a lot of Toyotas. We need in, instead of like. Really beautiful cars because they are too expensive to buy. So
3: yeah. And then it's Christine.
1: I just shared a video. Check it out. Toyota Camry in US cheaper price. Toyota Camry in Taiwan. It's like shit. It's crazy. You see the Toyota Camry. It's it's so good in US. It's so cheap. Yeah. I just
2: did a video. You guys can check it later. It's just outrageous. Yeah, you can just say that it, you can you can just see that in the in the uh title that uh, in Taiwan the caption is like by you can own that. A Camry needs to cost you a, a, a million NDD, right? But actually I, I think Camry or, or Toyota in 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 the US context is like a stock car. It's like an okay car. It's like a no character, no characteristic. It's a boring car. Yeah. Everyone can buy that. Yeah. It's just, it's just like water, or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so cheap. No one's buying that. Yeah. My what I want to use people get a and W O D and everything.
2: Shopping more, you can say outlet in the UK.
0: Spend a lot because yeah, there are some necess- necessities that I need to buy first. Okay, so for the question, um, yeah, do I think tariff is impacting my purchasing power and definitely yes because um if like for example if china raises their tariffs towards us then it means that uh actually it means a lot because you know everything is manufactured like manufactured in china right now so it means that like uh almost everything will will have a rise in their price which means that yeah i would definitely buy less things uh, uh like comparing to the past so so yeah so um, the tariff does, like, impact a lot. And just like Neil and Wesley said already, like, they, they complain a lot. Uh, yeah, Taiwan has a really high tariff uh, towards a lot of things, like, yeah, like the, the most ex- expensive things, like cars and, and you know, the luxurious things, The yeah, the luxurious bags, like Neil said. So, so um, yeah, it really, uh, it really, like, already influenced my like purchasing power in Taiwan like I, people it's not me like people do not really regularly buy those like expensive things and uh, rather they they buy those things just like uh, sometimes just for like a show of their uh how to say identity or something yeah like they are really rich so they can buy kind of things but if you are going abroad yeah just like going to the US or probably European countries, you can find out that some, some things like Coach, yeah, like Neil just mentioned, this, this brand is actually just a regular general brand in, in Europe, Everybody is carrying a Coach and children like aged from 16 to 20 and their parents will buy them a Coach, it's just like, hey, you can carry that to your university. It's like your first uh, pa- pa- like present of like a, like a general bag or something. So yeah, it's really, really different. So uh, uh, I think Taiwan, um, we, we do have a lot of good local manufacturers and those things are really cheap in Taiwan and we can already have a really good um, like living um, quality. However, yeah, the terrorists still impact a lot, I think. And, and it will impact actually the whole behavior, the whole purchasing behavior of, of all the people, all the citizens in Taiwan. That's my point. OK, yeah,
3: I think a lot of uh, tariff actually in observe uh, from all of your opinion. I think tariff is still a very useful tools for uh, the government to. Uh, bargain or like try to reach to protect or want to facilitate some like industry. So it's actually pretty useful because um, I think before people may not know this uh, too much because like they don't know the exact price in China or in other countries. But now with uh like if you Google it, you actually or oh, with those international like uh, shopping, platform, you can actually easily understand the real price in the local markets and then you can compare with the price you have domestically. So you will have a, like huge difference, but for individual, I think for individual customer, if you just want to purchase a few things, I think the shipping fees, they are like, uh, well like sort uh, of fighting you from buying them directly abroad, kind of, but, with the improvement of like logistic, um, still like our government like trying to ask everyone to register things if you buy things from like China. So before I buy a lot of Taobao thing, but after they want us to like register for everything, I just give up. Give it up. So I think government kept thinking of new ways to regulate people, so, like purchasing hobbits and uh, the purchasing power. So I think it's still a uh, very useful tool. But in our article, we can see that uh, U.S. and China are the two biggest consumer markets. So I think how they actually balance the tension and want people to boost like purchase, purchasing from certain areas is still quite interesting. I think it's actually an art, so how they can just kids um, battling with China, but at the same time, they want to um, build more close relationship with their Europe, uh, like Alice, is actually quite interesting. I don't know what they will do uh, next step. So we can just keep uh, watching. So this is my part.
0: Okay, cool. Alright, so I guess we finished all of our news today so let's catch up a little bit. So uh, we got the first news from Neil which is um, talking about the US Democratic Party is trying to pass a bipartisan infrastructure plan, where uh, they divided into two groups, which is uh, the moderates and the progressives. And um, the, like each of them have like different point of views. And um, yeah, while moderates have pushed for a stand, standalone vote on the bipartisan infrastructure plan, while the progressives want actually tie, to tie two bills together and get to the concrete uh, commitments from the moderates on the reconciliation bill. All right, and so based on this this topic, we talk about like uh, if there is a big deal going on in Taiwanese government Congress to uh, pass, then what kind of things that we would like um, the government to spend the money on? Yeah, and we talk about several aspects and uh, most people uh, like, the education to be improved, and also the infrastructure to enhance. Yeah, that's what uh, we're mostly concerned about. And we go to Wesley's news, which is talking about um, this gas crisis and the shortage of uh, the gasoline and also the fossil fuel um, production. So uh, in British, people are experiencing this big shortage on gasoline. And it is actually not like a shortage of the um uh like the out how to say yeah it's not shortage of the, the amount is that actually a shortage of uh, uh, the tanker driver uh who who yeah who transporting the oil so it's really really hilarious actually and the uk government confirmed that the military was ready to help however this event seemed to be more likely uh, a sign of a economic recovery. So yeah, based on this, we uh, talk about whether we have seen any similar shortage of consumption goods um, due to the economic recovery after the pandemic, uh, especially in Taiwan and yeah other countries we have been to. And uh, apparently people are not really observing this kind of situation so which means probably Taiwan is in a really steady society and which is good all right and then um prolonged by Wesley's news uh I do have this uh, similar news about the age of fossil fuel abundance is dying which is also about the uh, energy crisis and yeah all kind of things so uh the summary of my news is that the age of fossil fuel abundance is dead so all the factors place Uh, fossil fuel producers in something of a bind. And also for consumers like us, we must brace for more shortages in the future. And based on this, we uh, talk about uh, whether we have sense of potential energy crisis uh, in observation of our daily lives and the regular oil prices. And also we um, talk about whether we considering investing in uh, energy industries and people have um, their own opinions toward this situ, uh this question because yeah we have all concerned about different things and uh we are we are in different industries so we have different kind of point of view all right and last but not least we are coming to uh, anna's news which is talking about that us is planning to launch this new trade talks with China again, but this time they will maintain tariffs on Chinese imports as uh, it presses Beijing to fulfill the promise to boost its purchases of U.S. agriculture, energy products, and manufactured goods, yeah, like several kind of aspects, by an extra $200 billion over the course of 2020 and 2021. So yeah, so this probably will be a a future topic that we'll keep an eye on because this is probably just a beginning of a big Uh, news from yeah from the two like biggest markets in the world the U.S. and China so we will keep an eye on this each uh, this topic and uh, we talk about uh, whether we think the tariff is impacting our purchasing power and behavior and we all agree that yes it uh, it, it impacts in a lot of different aspects okay so uh, this is a sum up of today's news and yeah and we actually talk about like really similar topics probably is just, yeah, really big issues from this, this week, yeah, the international news this week, which is about like energy and yeah prices and um, things, yeah, things that's really similar, actually. All right. So I guess this is pretty much today's discussion and we will see you next week. Bye bye.
1: Yeah, thanks. Bye bye.
2: Bye bye.